Hey guys, it's Molly Mahoney and it is time for the fourth episode of the Prepared Performer Podcast. Woohoo! Hey guys, it's Molly from thepreparedperformer.com and I'm so excited about our special guest today. Her name is Nicole and she's amazing and she and I worked together. Um, I think the first show that we did together, no, maybe we only did one, but we did, um, we did one show together which was Crazy For You in St. Louis at Stages St. Louis. <laughs> and um, she's so, 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 so awesome. And she's going to talk to us today about the idea of being a starving artist. So I know all of you love performing, and I know that you all want to be able to do that eventually as a profession. Um, and you want it to be out there where you're actually able to sustain a lifestyle that is livable by being a performer and not having to wait tables in between. However, we get this idea in our head of the starving artist, right? We all know about that. And sometimes we cling to the starving artist. So Nicole is going to help us break that mold. And I love it. <laughs> Here she is. Go. This is awesome. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Molly. I'm really, this is like, I... I this is really fantastic. So, all right. So I just, so for the audience watching, um, I just finished doing this really awesome project called the Wealthy Artist Summit, which was break the starving artist mold, tap into your confidence and take control of your career. So basically everything that you just said. <laughs> and um, it was an online virtual summit, 24 experts. And it was really like taking a stark look at this because so my background um, professional musical theater performer and choreographer. And I always felt like we got so many practical classes, right? We got the classes on how to sing and how to dance and how to act and all these things. But what we didn't really get classes in was how to deal with being told no, 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 no. Like over and over and over and over again. And so it just kind of felt like the 800 pound gorilla that was in the room all the time. So what it would translate into is that people would be talking about everything except for that thing that's just there, which is how do I deal with this? So, you know, it would manifest into different ways, like let's go have a drink or, or you know. And then all you would do when you're having a drink is talk about the fact that you had been told no a million times. <laughs> you know, or, or that, you know, oh my God, it was the casting associate or they didn't like me. You know, like it, it turned into such a like blame cycle. Or the people, who, oh, this person went before me and so I was dealing with that. Or this girl wouldn't stop talking to me out there and so I was dealing with that. <laughs> She's wearing the same outfit I'm wearing. So they weren't looking at me. They were in my spot. And it's, you know, it's, it's just there and it's so prevalent. So I, I went through uh, a pretty big change in my life, a massive, massive change in my life, um, where I went through a huge period of loss. And in that period of loss, I was given these really incredible tools around mindset. And when that happened, I took on a life coach, which was something I never, I was like, what? I don't even know what a life coach is. What is this thing? And I, it was just like this whole new thing, but um, she really opened up possibility for me in a way that I, I it's like I'm saying my dreams and I, I was feeling scared to say them out loud, but um, she, was, she was feeling like it was possible. So she- helping you see how it was possible too, right? Exactly. So she got me back to something that I had pretty much like stopped doing, which was writing. 
um, I, writing had become like that thing that was kind of in the closet. It was like, you know, the, the singing and the dancing and the acting, those were like out for everyone to see, but the writing was kind of like, you know, poetry that I would give to friends and family, but not really share with the world. And um, she got me back to writing and I started writing a blog called Zen Red NYC. And I started doing it and it was just, I, I got subscribers signing up and I was just like this wonderful, like amazing expression that suddenly felt very authentic. So I'm doing it for a couple of months and she says to me, I think you should monetize this. I was like, wait. What does yeah. that mean? <laughs> uh, what does that mean? Monetize a blog? I don't even, like you're speaking a crazy language. I don't, I don't know what this means. And so through this like kind of process that we went through, I found myself coming to life coaching. I was like, I, I want to be a life coach, but I want to be a life coach for artists. And it was amazing because this wasn't anything that I saw coming, not in a million, million years. So I started working towards certification and, and joined an entrepreneurial program. And it was just kind of like, you know, whatever blinders were on were just kind of like taken off. And so the summit was born out of um, this need of putting myself out there as a life coach and also wanting to service the community and recognizing this thing that is always there and that I felt. I mean, how many times I went on the roller coaster? I, you know, I mean, my God, I can like list it a million times. <laughs> I went for a drink or I was complaining about the casting associate or whatever it was. But what we And then also, I think another part of it is, and I can even like, Imagine myself sitting with you underneath those payphones at Equity that used to be there. <laughs> because the, the, the other thing is that you get to auditions and you love the people that you're there with, right? Like when I would get to see you at auditions or other people at auditions that I loved, it'd be exciting and like a way to reconnect. And so you trick yourself into being like, we're just here having fun. No, it doesn't matter if anybody says no to us, which like, and yes, that's, that's part of the whole mindset thing too, right? Is like enjoying all of that. But underneath it all, if you're really like, prevalent sense of scarcity which basically is there's not enough there are not enough jobs there there aren't enough slots like there's just not enough and so you know if you start thinking that there's not enough in one thing in your life you're going to start thinking there's not enough in like everything in your life so it's like if, if you're viewing the audition process and and your career that way then guess what? It's going to affect everything. And most likely it's going to affect your bank account. Right. Totally. Totally. <laughs> like, and it's, it's going to affect everything. So I was talking to Nikki about how when I first saw the Wealthy Artist Summit that um, I was like, oh, this is a financial program. Perfect. You know? <laughs> and so at our, our master class with Anthony Boyer, I was like, yes, yeah, she's got the, but like all of our financial answers are going to be you know, she's going to solve all of them, put it all into a system, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> so, which the trick is, actually, a lot of our financial problems can be changed with just one thing. Right. right? And what's incredible is that when I put myself in a place of possibility, I manifested all the money I needed to get certification, to be in this entrepreneurial program. Like, it's money is not an issue for me right now. And that's the first time I can say that in my life, like since I was under my, my parents' roof. Right, right. So there is something very powerful in taking the leap. And when I took the leap, I didn't know that I was going to have money coming in. Yeah. So there is something so powerful in that. And, and also, I, 
I, I still choreograph professionally and I still dance. And, um, and last year when I was still performing, the difference was massive. Like how? So, okay, so can you, wait, wait, actually, can, so, can you go back? So, so, I, so auditioning last year was so different for me because I had this mindset piece because I wasn't doing the comparison and the competition. It really was a clarity around who I was as a person because I, I really come face to face with that. So that when I'm going into the room, it wasn't about me versus the person next to me. It was really just me yeah. in the moment. Totally. So I don't have like the crazy, the crazy stuff going on, which is that I'm either in the past thinking about the audition that didn't go well. Right. Or I'm in the future thinking about what's going to happen down the road. It's like there's this ability to be present, which is going to, it aids you so, so much. And that's the mindset piece. Like, can you just be in the room? Can you do whatever it takes for you to be connected to your breath and be in the room so that you really can put your best foot forward? Right. Because we all, like, it's never a question of talent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and every like, and that's what I always say to my students is that there's only one thing that you can actually bring into the room that's different than anybody else, that's going to be better than anybody else or different, and that is you. <laughs> like you, there's no way. And so many times we're trying, but I, they're not going to want this. They're not going to want that. They're going to want this. We have no way of knowing that. So the only solution we have is to celebrate who we are in the room and just love that. Yeah. Right. And if you're walking into the room going, they're not going to want this, they're not going to want it. Guess what? They're not. They're not. <laughs> You've already made the decision. You have, you have created your reality and then you are going to step into it. Totally. So what if you instead were in an open space and you walked into the room in that? So that's pretty scary. It's totally scary. Right? <laughs> it's like a full-on freak out. So... What are your, uh, your, like, do you have any, like, tactile tips that you can give as to how to put yourself into that open space? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the biggest one is, you know, what are you doing before you're going in the room? Yeah. Are, are you talking with someone? Are you listening to your headphones? Are you, are you having some sort of, like, completely unconscious conversation? Or are you really getting centered in your body? And so and what are your tricks for getting centered? Do you have tricks for getting centered into your body? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I, I think that it's, it's the, it's, I think it's the preparation for going into, let's back up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what are you singing? Who are you singing for? Like, it's being prepared. Okay, so that's always my, I always say, if you aren't prepared, then you are screwed and you should be nervous. <laughs> right? Right. So it's, it's that there's a really important accountability piece here which is knowing what's going, like knowing what you need to know before you go in. Now I know, and we've all been there, where you've got like some crazy big callback and they've given you like the crazy big stack and, and you're, you're freaking out because you're like, I had just enough time to go through these five songs once. Right. Okay, that's something else entirely. But that's a chance also, like you said, to recognize that and not try to pretend that you are in a different place because that's the place that you're at and they know that, right? Right, exactly. So you can just walk in the room and be like, I'm going to do my best, but you're not in the future where you're like, I don't know what's going on. Just be like, just be present. So do whatever you can do beforehand, being prepared, knowing your music, knowing your, you know, being, getting your sleep. <laughs> that's like... Failure. <laughs> you know, basic care for your health. You know, it's so interesting. I was, I was at a party last. No, well, it was a meet and greet 
we had our first rehearsal for a show and choreographing and we had like a meet and greet party afterwards and there was a dancer there and she was talking about whether or not she was going to go to an audition in the morning but the way she was speaking about it it was almost like well i might go get my nails done tomorrow and it's like what are you okay. doing <laughs> wait you know, if that's the, if you're viewing getting your nails done in an audition in the same sort of headspace, then you've already made a decision about that audition. Yeah. As opposed to showing up and being accountable because this is what you want to do. And like, so then it would be that you have to show up before you actually show up when you're even talking about the audition and saying, you know, I have an important appointment in the morning. It's not, you know, I, not, I have this maybe possibility of this job I might get. The job is getting there and getting, you know, being at the audition and being present in it. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Up the night at, at its core too is such a larger, larger piece. And this is another thing that I don't really think gets spoken about the most which is trusting yourself yeah trusting what it is that you're bringing into the room now, yes. this is huge and it's and i i feel like it's kind of covered up with different languaging but that's really what it comes down to because if you're not trusting your 16 bars or you're not trusting your pirouette there's a there's an issue there yeah because if you're not trusting that then again you're in the past when sometime when it didn't work out or you're in the future for when you're going to fall out of it as opposed to being able to be present. So it really does take some great preparation so that in the moment you can kind of go like this and be present, but also that you can trust the incredible talent that you have. And all the hard work that you've put into it, you know, and if you don't, if you don't trust it, maybe it's because you're not, you didn't do the right work. <laughs> like, Right. But I mean, you know, musical theater performers work so hard, right? We're taking the acting classes and the singing classes. Like, we put so much effort in, but how about trusting the effort? Yeah. So there's that, that's like a core, core piece. But then as far as like a, a quick hack. Yeah. You know, the quick hack is connecting to your breath. And this sounds so basic. It sounds, it's like people are like, oh, whatever, the breath. Yeah. But there's a mass, like I'm talking about really that is the only thing. So that means that's the only thing that's going on. Not the circus, not the monkey mind. It's your breath. So that you're walking into that room from an open space as opposed to a, a carousel of you know, rejection. Yeah. So that when you go into the room, you can take in whatever happens, whether it's the accompanist playing something wrong or the director going, ooh, can you sing a second piece? I mean, on this summit, I interviewed Jeff Whiting, who's uh, a Broadway director. And um, he, really, he really talked about how important it is to come in the room and be yourself. And that he was saying that if, if you walk in the room and you're too much like, ha, 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 <laughs> It's done. And similarly, if you walk in the room and you're like, but I don't need you. Right. Because really what those are, are they're two extremes. And, and they're defense mechanisms too, right? Right. Because they're both based in ego. As opposed to being based in your self-trust and being centered and knowing why you're there. Why are you auditioning for this production? Why are you in this career? And what your audition is. Yeah. And he said, he was like, he will purposely ask the person for a second piece if he's interested. 
because he wants to see how they handle it. Because if they kind of start to freak out, that's a red flag for him. Mm -hmm. And so he knows, well, I can't really trust them in a show because he's working at a Broadway level. And at a Broadway level, you know, you go through previews and the show is constantly changing. So you know, he's looking for people that are going to be malleable. I love what you said about trust again there, because if you're not trusting yourself with your book, if you're not trusting that you know that you have a book that you are prepared with, because Anthony Boyer at our agent masterclass said something similar, that if he says, great, can you sing something that you know, shows me a really high, so, do you have any high soprano songs? I'd love to hear your high soprano. And you're like, oh, well, I kind of have this and this. And he's like, you don't know your book? Then you're done. Like, I don't, you don't even know what you have. But if you can't, if you're not trusting yourself like that, then how do you expect them to trust you? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Awesome. And, and, and um, Jeff was saying this and I, I loved it too, was he was talking about the power of collaboration because ultimately, you know, one job doesn't happen without the other. Yeah. The actor doesn't have a job without the director, but the director doesn't have a job without the actor. Let's not forget that. Totally. We provide jobs for directors, for casting directors. Like we're all connected. So, you know, when you try to put in like a master slave mentality, that's not helping anybody either because we create jobs too. That's totally true. I, I don't know why that makes me think of when I first did my first cruise ship job, I, you're sent like a, you know, the, the documentation from the ship and it says like the class system, like what level you're like the, you know, the, 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 I can't even think of that. This, the officers are, are first class, the performers are second class, the waiters are third class, whatever, like what class citizen you are, which is crazy. But I think we actually do that in our own heads, right? Right. So if you're walking in that room and you've put the director on a pedestal. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. So if there's yeah. another quick hack put in. Don't like, don't do that. <laughs> providing a job for them they're providing a job for you put yourself at a place of equality but come at it from the, a really beautiful way to frame it um is that you're coming from a place of service what can we create together yeah totally god you know and you may not be the right fit but if you're the right fit you walk into the room oh my god he's gonna get the director's gonna be just as excited yeah. oh my god we're gonna create something so gorgeous together totally and that, theater is so oh my god like how many people it takes to put on a show crazy that's a really awesome um like mindset shift also because because you can either look at it from the place and these are both like you said coming from ego right like in the place of they they you know they're powerful they're powerful and whatever they need me and, and or i mean i need them to give me a job from that place where they're at, on a higher level or i think a lot of times people will switch it to the complete opposite side where it's like they need me to have blah 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 so you're missing that middle ground like you know there's that pendulum but on this both sides of those pendulums are like not servicing you so if you can really get right into the middle and have an open heart like you're saying and be centered yeah. that's really cool and the thing that's most fascinating about it is that both of those sides are the exact same thing right which is weird yeah they're both coming from a place of fear and they're coming from a not enough. So it's coming back to that scarcity. You know, either you make the decision to blame the person and say, I don't need you, or you make the decision to, um, you don't need me. It's right. still coming from the exact same place. Totally. 
So the real courage is to be able to be in that place of trust and that place of authenticity and come in and perform an audition from that place. Because when that happens, everything opens up. And like going back to when I was performing last year from this kind of place, oh my God, like it was night and day. I cannot, like rehearsals and performances, like they were just so different. And the whole creative process, it flows. There isn't that kind of like stuck feeling because it's coming from that place of authenticity and service as opposed to scarcity. And like the idea of what can we create together. I love that, right? Yeah, but I also I also interviewed Coleman Domingo, who is a brilliant, brilliant stage and film um, actor and also playwright. For those watching, if you saw uh, Selma, he played Reverend Abernathy. But I worked with him on the Scottsboro Boys when it was off-Broadway, and he's just this beautiful soul. And he was talking about, he feels like the art that really succeeds is the art that comes from a place of service, that it's art that comes from a place of we, and that it fails when it comes from a place of I. So again, coming back to the ego, walking into that room, and it's I, 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 you're not taking into account the accompanist. You're not taking into account the director or the casting director or the choreographer. Like, who else is in the room? Or you're what? taking it into account and you're doing this. <laughs> right? Like, not good. Yeah, so yeah. cool. I love that. I love that. I feel like even just talking about it, this is so weird, but I'm like, I get kooky and weird sometimes. But I feel like it makes my heart to feel like it's opening more, just even talking about it from that place. You know, there's like a physical sensation of... Yeah, and there, there's, a, there's a consciousness to this that doesn't really... This is, again, another part that doesn't really exist, at least I didn't feel existed in, in our community. Yeah. You know, with that 800-pound gorilla is also these kind of conversations. Well, and I, that, like... I feel like in college, uh, at school, like definitely this did not happen. I mean, you do the <laughs> like, you start with the, you know, I always talk about like how Stanislavski says work on oneself is the first thing on the, the acting chart. So that, that is mentioned and you do your like, I know we'd always do these check-ins and I'm so grateful for my, you call it university experience, but it's like, all, you know, but then it's all that stuff is applied. For me, it was applied to the character, not applied to how I'm going to actually deal with my life. <laughs> right. And, and so, this was another huge thing that came up in the summit, which I was so grateful for, is that they're not separate. No, not at all, yeah. Stop separating your life from your career. Like when, you're, when your life is rich, your career will be rich because as actors, we're not pulling this stuff from thin air, we're pulling it from ourselves. And we're not painting with a brush, we're painting with ourselves, you know, which I know people who paint are pulling it from themselves as well, but it really is coming from inside you. It's not, you are the only medium. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, there was something else in that. Oh, so I feel like also in New York, I mean, I, I did a lot of Alexander technique work with this woman, Chloe Wing, who was such a, a fairy godmother to me, and she passed away um, not too long ago. But she, there's so many things about, you know, getting into your body and things like that that you're talking about. As dancers, we dance in our bodies, but it's also robotic, a lot of it. It's not... Really I'm glad you brought that up and, and I had a real aha around that too because my dancing has really changed as I recognized that for the longest time my dancing was all based externally. Like yeah. We, we grew up with a mirror. Anyone who had a um, training that be, was rooted in ballet, it was all, all about the mirror. But 
if you're able to be coming from a place of truly connected to the body as opposed to an external perfectionism, that's going to make a big difference too because then, then you really are telling a story. And that's what makes musical theater dancing so exciting. Yeah. Is that you're telling a story. You're forwarding the plot. You know, there's a reason why at this point in the song, we all start breaking out in like some amazing tap routine or something like that because we're telling a story. Totally. But if, if there is this kind of, you know, outward mirror of always like, oh, well, do I, do I, is this right or is this right? Then that's going to really stick that. So Jeff, Jeff Whiting, the director, again, was talking about the difference between speaking to actors and speaking to dancers in the production. And this is, I was like, oh my God, I've never heard it said this, but it totally goes in line with this conversation. He said to the actor, if he's talking about them needing to make a cross, like let's say during this number, I'm going to need you to, you know, cross stage left and, and pick up the milk can, something. <laughs> He'll talk to the actor from the inside out. So I need you to go and get the milk can because you're thirsty. But to the dancer, he's gonna talk from the outside in. I need you to tombe pot a beret to the milk can. Right. So this is a good and bad thing, right? Because it perpetuates it, but it's also not opening up this other part that's accessible to the dancer. Right, so did he say that he so might could you pot, could you tombe pot of a ray because you're thirsty? Right. Yeah. Did he say that or did he, or was that not a, not, no, was it? no, well, no I, he didn't say that, but it was interesting how he was talking about these, yeah. these kind of mindsets. And I went, Oh my God, because my first training was as a dancer. Yeah. And then I learned to sing and then I learned to act. So I, I was totally like, oh my God, yes, I was outside in because yeah. I struggled so much in acting class because I wasn't connected with, with the internal life. And that's where I feel musical theater and that type of training is so, like acting training is so great for dancers when they can get past that. And then even if they're, they're not planning on doing musical theater, but they're planning on performing solely as a straight dancer, that they can bring that into their life. Like I feel like our, our mutual friend Nova Bergeron, like I, that woman was so ridiculous. But every time I, I mean, from, I'm sure the moment she was born, like there's so much of whatever is in her soul coming to the forefront, you know, as that. And um, it's like coming from the inside out as a dancer, whatever you're doing as a singer as well, just if you're planning on solely singing, um, that's so important too, but difficult yeah. and scary. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we, like, we're bringing up Nova as a, an example, but you know, and I'm sure anyone listening right now is thinking of that performer, that dancer, that they're just kind of like, there's something about them. And I feel like that something is their truth. And that they're honoring it, that they're, they're celebrating it, you know? Yeah. Inside out, as opposed to outside in, as opposed to, I, I need to be perfect. Right. Perfectionism is it, you're getting caught up in expectation. You're also getting caught up in what someone else thinks. And it's again, that's then you're not being present. Yeah. So it, it, it can create, you know, a lot of feeling stuck in something. <laughs> I love it. So awesome. <laughs> okay. So I have a student coming in five minutes, but this has been so, so, so great talking to you. Um, I'm trying to think of like, how can we put a little button on this little thing? <laughs> um, 
so we're, we're going to have a, a page on the prepared performer. It's going to be the preparedperformer.com slash Zen red NYC. And if they would like to email you, how can we email you? Yes. So please like anybody that is watching this, please contact me. Let's talk some more. Um, I've got projects going on and I would love to get you in on it. Um, my email is zenrednyc at gmail.com. Or you can also just hop on over to my website, which is zenrednyc.com and connect with me there. I've got a free weekly newsletter and um, all sorts of really exciting things, depending on when this airs. There's <laughs> exciting things that are going on with free video series and free webinars and um, yeah, lots of great content. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so passionate about this because when I was going through such a difficult time in my life, it was community that helped me get through it. Like I never felt alone during that time and that's saying a lot. And I think this is another thing that, you know, we, we love when we're in the cast and it feels like a family, right? We love that. We kind of like crave it. So let's start really building that community amongst ourselves. So we can help each other and we can lift each other up and we can take this whole starving artist idea and we can just chuck it out the window. It's going to be, it's going to be passe. And like, how about in five years, it doesn't even exist anymore. Right? I like it. That's, I love it. Let's do yeah. it. Set tapes don't even exist anymore. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, and also, I'm, I'm on Twitter at ZenRedNYC, and I'm on Instagram at ZenRedNYC, so, you know. And you have a Facebook page, right? Facebook page, ZenRedNYC. That, that's what it is across the board. So please connect with me. Let's talk. I want to hear all about you. I want to hear about what you're struggling with. And um, yeah, definitely. Come join the community. I love it. Awesome. So I will have it all at thepreparedperformer.com slash zenrednyc. So as things grow or change, as Nicole has more to share with us, then um, I'll be able to share it with you right there. So you won't have to go looking everywhere. We'll put it all together and we'll update it and stuff. Um, and I'm sure also, Nicole, this is how I feel too. Like I love to know what you're struggling with, like you just said. So Nicole, I'm sure as well, if there's something that you feel like this really resonated with you and you have a different type of question that you would like to ask her, don't feel afraid to do that because that's what helps her to be able to give more to all kinds of people. So the more questions and things that you guys can share with her, the more um, content that's amazing and awesome she can put out to help you with things, right? Yes. <laughs> all right. Will you do something with me? Yes. I'm going to give you my little trick. So are you ever stressed out in your life anymore? Yes. No, maybe not. <laughs> no, you yeah. haven't all figured out. Okay. So <laughs> when you get stressed out, um, can you make your best stressed out sad face? Okay, can you also make a sound? Because I don't know if it'll switch to your face. Uh, <laughs> okay, perfect. This thing goes back and forth on our faces sometimes. <laughs> I want to make sure it shows you. Okay, here's mine. <sighs> and put your hand like this. <sighs> okay, good. On the count of three, we're going to shimmer and shine, and everything's going to be better. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I love you. Bye, prepared performer.